Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, it is hot outside and I need to cool off. So maybe I'll lick my arms. We're having a heat wave here, and I imagine a lot of you out there are dealing with the same. So let's cool down with some stories of how animals beat the heat. From the origin of sweat to the only trickle-down theory that actually works. We're going to find out that when it comes to cooling down, no bodily fluid is off the table. Discover this more as we answer the age-old question, why do dogs pant? Is it because they don't want a skirt? Joining me today is friend of the show, my producer, producer at iHeartRadio of many a fine podcast, and overall wonderful person, Joelle Monique. Welcome! Hi, Katie! Thank you so much for having me back. I am so excited to have you back. I love recording with you, and it's always great to catch up. Yes, hell yes, especially in this heat. Uh, listeners, my air conditioner has just kicked on. Hopefully it's not interfering too much. Uh, but it can't go off because it is extremely hot out here. It's ridiculous. We can tolerate some air conditioner white noise in the background to keep you from melting. That is acceptable. Uh, yeah, it is hot here. We've been having temperatures in like the mid-90s. Some days it 
breaks mm. 100, it's pretty bad. I, I live in um, Turin, Italy, which is in northern Italy. It is even hotter in the south. Uh, and you live in Southern California. Yes, I just got a new roof deck too. And I thought, oh, I'll just go hang out uh, with my bare feet just on the roof. It'll be classic Californian. <laughs> and my feet said, you better put some shoes on or get back in that house before we die of heat. It was so hot. My dog was trying to come out. I was like, no, your poor pads on your feet. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Oh, it's just, it's unbearable until the night comes and then it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's hard, I think, when it's just so hot. There's so little relief unless you stand in front of an air conditioner 24-7. And that's expensive. So it, yeah, yeah. so it can get pretty bad. Of course, it's getting worse. I, I probably cannot do this animal-themed, uh, environmental-themed episode without mentioning global warming, the elephant in the room. Although that's, that's mean to elephants. Let's not put that on Truly. them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, there are record droughts here. Uh, it's pretty bad. And, you know, it's just it's another reminder that global warming is not some distant thing in the future. It's happening now and it sucks. Yes, it does suck. I'm team. We should sleep during the day. Uh, we have to adapt as our ancestors did. And we should be sleeping during the day when mm. the sun is out so we can become nocturnal creatures and enjoy the night when it is acceptably cool. That sounds good to me. I like this idea. Uh, also, just like we should become semi-aquatic. If I could sleep in like mm -hmm. a waterbed, not a waterbed where it's dumb it's like full of water, but I mean like in the water, I'm in the submerged bed. in it. Right, yeah. without mm -hmm. drowning. That's the trick. Mm -hmm. How do I do that mm -hmm. without drowning? Scientists, you know, stop worrying about stopping global warming and get on, you know, the waterbed. The, the submersible the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It's very hot and humans have some techniques to stay cool. But as do all sorts of animals in the animal kingdom. And there are a lot of really interesting ways to stay cool. But first, I do want to talk about sweating because, you know, that you're probably familiar with. I don't mean that as an insult. I'm also familiar with it. Personally, I sweat a huge amount while doing podcasts. I don't know why. Even when it's not hot out, I just like turn into a bucket of sweat when I'm podcasting. <laughs> Is that TMI? I'm sorry. Now you know. Uh, now you have a horrifying visual to go with what is happening in your ears. Uh, but yes, so humans sweat a lot and we sweat too keep cool. But we are not the only animals that sweat. Humans, primates, and equines, meaning horses, zebras, and donkeys, also sweat all over their bodies. Uh, you may have heard that other animals don't have sweat glands, that, you know, we sweat whereas dogs don't sweat uh, or your cat doesn't sweat. But actually, most mammals do have sweat glands. They just have them on their foot pads and maybe some other sparsely furred areas of their bodies, like their chins. But uh, they don't use uh, these sweat glands for their primary method of cooling down. Uh, only humans, primates, and horses 
uh, all kinds of horses in the horse family uh, have sweat glands all over our bodies and use it as a primary means of cooling. So ecrine sweat glands in other mammals, while possible to use to cool off, has another primary purpose. The sweat is usually on the foot pads, like I mentioned, and is excreted when the animal is stressed. This actually helps the animal grip surfaces better, providing friction. It's why our hands get sweaty when we're nervous. You know, we started out with a lot of sweat glands in our hands, and when you're nervous or excited, you will get very sweaty hands. I mean, I'm sure we've all had that experience when we're on a date or doing something like public speaking and your hands get really sweaty. And oh, yeah. yeah, and it's like hard to hold, you're nervous to hold hands with someone or shake hands with someone because your hands all sweaty. That is not your fault. That is the fault of your ancestors who used that sweat to better grip onto things like tree branches as they were fleeing a predator. So they would feel nervous, not because they're on a date or giving a presentation, but because they were being chased by a predator and their what? life was on the line. Yes. And so does the sweat would make it just so that you could like, you said it's for grip. Yes. Sweat slick. I feel like it would make you fall. Yeah. If you were like, I feel like our bodies are betraying us all the time. <laughs> I just want to say. Um, y'all don't act in the best interest of us emotionally <laughs> or um, representatively. We are just sweaty, nervous beings, but there are no lions after us. Why? Why do we have the same interactions? <laughs> well, it's interesting because, yeah, sweat, when you are trying to like hold on to someone's hand or holding a slick sort of like man-made surface, like a steering wheel is not going to give you that much friction. But it when it's against more natural surfaces, like on bark, it actually does give you some friction. And a brief you know, amount of sweat as you are fleeing a predator, uh, just a little bit of sweat, actually, it does make your hands a little more sticky. It's like you can do kind of a fun party trick. When you're really sweaty, you can like hang spoons or something off your body where you're sweaty because mm -hmm. it sticks. Uh, if you have too much sweat, of course, it will start to get kind of slippery. So like when you are in a state of sort of constant stress, constant anxiety, you might start to get a little bit too much sweat and that might start to affect your grip. But generally, this was for fast and dangerous encounters with predators. So getting a little bit of sweat, getting a little sticky on your hands really helped you grab those tree branches, give you a slight edge because even a matter of like a fraction of a second could mean the difference between life or death uh, when we were back in the old days when we were like little tree shrew type animals. I take back what I said, body. You're doing great. Thank <laughs> you for supporting us and saving our lives. Bless you. Yes. And so uh, that is why you, we still have a lot of animals that have sweat in their foot pads uh, but it's not really used as a main method of cooling. However, uh, for humans and those other species that I mentioned, sweat uh, is now used for cooling, and it's very effective. So sweat is water, salt, and some other ions that are excreted by millions of sweat glands all over our skin. A lot of sweat is concentrated in our palms, that relic of our early ancestry, 
And that is why your hands tend to get so sweaty in uncomfortable situations. Um, but we have a little bit less in terms of sweat uh, on like our trunk. Uh, but uh, our feet can also get quite sweaty. But why, why sweat? It's annoying. It gives us big stains in our shirt, big pit stains. It makes us sticky. It's gross. Like it seems like you don't when you're out and you're like, oh, I'm so I'm hot. And now I'm like hot and sweaty. It's gross. I need to shower immediately. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not a pleasant feeling, except when you are trying to get a little cooler, especially with a nice breeze. So Ugh. if you have ever experienced that where you're in the hot, hot sun, you're mm -hmm. so hot and then you get just a little breeze and it just feels so good. The reason that breeze, even if it's a hot breeze, is making you feel so good is it is facilitating evaporative cooling. So when sweat evaporates, it cools the skin. And this is because the conversion from a liquid, from that liquid sweat form, into a gas by the sweat molecules takes energy in the form of heat. So to convert it from a liquid to a gas, it requires heat. It's going to draw some of that heat from the ambient temperature, but some of it will be from your body. So it's taking heat from your body to fuel this conversion into a gas. And so as it's evaporating, it is leaching heat out of you and it feels very good. <laughs> wow. I never questioned how sweat worked before. I was, I was like, it's pouring out of me. I wash <laughs> it away. That was my relationship with sweat before. Yeah, now I know a whole chemical reactions are happening there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shame around sweat. Like it's unhygienic. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, we try to cover it up. Uh, but it, it is, it's serving a very important purpose. And I know that when I am walking around in 100 degree weather, I am very, very happy that I am sweating because I do appreciate the cooling effect. Like if you don't have that sweat, you don't have any efficient method to cool your body temperature down in the heat because we are not equipped like animals in that they have different methods of sweating. Um, but our human way, and I should also include other primates as well as horses, uh, the fact that we can sweat so much and have that as a cooling system has been speculated to be the reason why we're able to be such good marathon hunters because we are not... Uh. Yes, we're not the fastest, we're not the most mm -hmm. naturally armed animals out there, mm -hmm. but we were really good at having really good stamina and basically just tiring our prey animals out and being able to out-marathon them so that by the time we caught up to them, they were exhausted and we were okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons they think maybe this was the case is that we were so sweaty. So we were able to cool down much more efficiently than these animals that would often have to pant and rely on things like large ears, which like having a really large ear will allow your blood to be cooled down. But having being drenched in sweat gives you really good evaporative cooling. It's really as long as you have a replenishable water source, it is really efficient in terms of cooling you down. And so maybe this is why we were such effective hunters. Humanity is so dark. Like, well, I don't have the natural claws or strength to to catch my food. Uh, I'll outrun it 
until it's exhausted. I'll just stalk <laughs> you until you're like, fine, just eat me, God. I'm done. I think about Wooly Mammoth and the, the tactical effort it took for hunters and packs to take these things down. Um, that's metal as hell. Yeah. Uh, and I, again, never stopped to think about how Sweat played an actual like effort and role in their ability to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we are a tiring species. We we just um, annoy yes. and pester animals to death. <laughs> My dog knows all of us. She's like, yes, every day. Mm-hmm. She's all over me. All I want to do is sleep on this couch. She's going to kill me one of these days. I would never. I love she, her. She, I'm babysitting uh, my sister-in-law's cat and she's very sweet. But every time I try to pet her, she looks at me like she's the cool girl and I'm trying to sit at her table and she's like, what? Really? You think, you think this is appropriate? Um, every time I wake up, lions up from a nap. Just, uh, who are you and why? Oh, uh, they are our best friends, and it is an unequal relationship. It is a little bit unrequited. So <laughs> uh, equines, like horses, also sweat all over their bodies as well as primates. Uh, and they are also really good marathon runners. So they actually, instead of using the eccrine sweat glands, they use apocrine sweat glands. And so it's slightly different sweat glands, and it's slightly different sweat. So sweating means that both humans and horses need to drink a lot of water. We also need to replenish the electrolytes that we excrete out in our sweat. And that's the salty mineral mixture uh, that sweat is. Like if you've ever tasted sweat, I mean, I don't recommend it, but it's salty. Um, And there are other minerals, other ions in it. But horses actually have higher concentrations of these ions in their sweat So they're more in danger of electrolyte loss through sweating. And equestrians, people who care for horses, warn of a white foam that can form on their skin if they're sweating out a lot of electrolytes. Oh, no. Which actually, so when it rubs against their harnesses, it produces a lather. It produces a foam. And you can see this this kind of foamy thing because it is not just water. It's uh, salt and other ions other minerals that is forming this lather. And so, uh, yeah, if you have a horse and you have it in uh, the heat, um, you have to be very careful to make sure it both is getting a lot to drink, but it's also able to replenish its electrolytes through food uh, or other supplementation. I thought this was a horse stepping out of the shower uh, before (laughs) you explained but it is, they are dripping. It looks like they didn't get all the soap off yeah. uh, of their chest. But no, that's caked on salt from the sweat, right? Yeah, it's like it's a it's a lather. So it's not just salt, but it's other ions as well. Uh, and it is, um, you know, it's not necessarily like a really bad sign if there's a little bit of lather on a horse, but they definitely need to then replenish their water and their electrolytes because they're excreting a lot. Um Got it. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, plants also sweat, uh, kind of. <laughs> so uh, we don't think oh. of plants as having these kinds of animal-like. Sure don't. Yeah, but they do. So uh, there are pores in their leaves that allow water to evaporate and causes the same evaporative cooling effect that we get when we sweat. So while it's not technically sweat, they are... 
uh, a, they are able to benefit from evaporative cooling as water is basically whisked out of their pores and turned into a gas and the same process happens, which, you know, is, is good for plants to keep from overheating. Uh, and it's also why sometimes when you are in a forest, you will feel a lot of coolness, not just because of the shade, but you may also be uh, getting sort of a secondary benefit from this evaporative cooling from these plants. Mm. And one other animal that is said to quote unquote sweat is the hippo. So Hippos seem to sweat a reddish pink fluid. It's actually called blood sweat. It's not made out of uh, blood, but the oily substance is not technically sweat and it is not used for evaporative cooling. It's actually a what? Yeah. So it's actually a sunscreen, skin moisturizer, and water repellent skin protector all in one naturally produced ointment. Sephora could never. They what? could never. That's right. Bottle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be new hippo sweat uh, cosmetics. Hopefully not. Hopefully the hippos don't let you get close enough to them to rob them of their precious pink sweat. But yeah, to stay cool, hippos hang out in the water. They're semi-aquatic, so they don't really need sweat to, to benefit from evaporative cooling, but they use this oily sweat to uh, protect their skin from the sun and from absorbing too much water. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it is... It is, you know, technically not a sweat, but it is an interesting use of, you know, sort of the sweating action to produce something that actually protects them, not from the heat, but from the sun and from other elements. If you've ever been to a retirement home in Florida, you, you'll you understand the look. It's uh, a lot of like brown tannish. <laughs> it looks like carburetor oil. Uh, sort of dripping down oh boy. this poor hippo's forehead. <laughs> yeah, it paints quite a picture, but I'm glad they found a solution that works for them. Yeah, it does look like, you know, when someone uh, uses some uh, some of that, like, spray-on dye or, or what is it, like, mm-hmm. real quick dye spray to, like, yeah, t- yeah. touch up your hair or, t- like, spray-on tan and it, like, drips down. Uh, <laughs> but it's meant to look that way, so... No judgment here, hippos. (laughs) Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. 
It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So we've talked about sweat. That's how humans stay cool. It's how other primates stay cool. It's how horses stay cool. But what about other animals? Like we have talked about how they produce some sweat on their paws, but that's not really enough to benefit from evaporative cooling to really get their body temperature down. So there are a couple of ways that animals can reduce their temperature that you will see in your own pet animals. So cats and dogs both demonstrate two different kinds of, uh, of cooling methods. And so cats do have sweat glands like on their paws, but it's not enough, like I said. So they have to lick themselves to cool the rest of themselves off through evaporation. Dogs, meanwhile, use panting as their main method of cooling. So you see your dog, it's panting, its tongue is lolling out. Uh, And so the reason this helps cool down the dog is it is another form of evaporative cooling. The movement of air over the mucous membranes inside their mouth, uh, inside their nose, causes evaporation, and like sweat works, it is leaching heat from their mucous membranes and they expel it. It's like when when your dog pants in your face, you get this hot, hot, stinky mist. Mm -hmm, They are mm -hmm. expelling that evaporative cooling right out at you. Ew, not in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got my dog some new salmon treats. She loves uh, them so much. And so I keep giving them to her. But oh, the breath. It's so it's so foul. But I I will do anything to make her happy. So listen, they need fancy (laughs) treats. They deserve. I just bought my dog duck treats uh she's gaga for them equally gamey bad breath uh we again as you said we do it for love we do it for love we will endure the stink for love so you may if you're a cat owner you may have noticed that your cat does occasionally pant cats can pant Uh, you actually will see this sometimes with lions and other wild cats Uh, your domesticated cat won't pant too much but occasionally uh they typically don't need to uh so unless they overly exert themselves or are anxious, otherwise licking themselves does basically cover them for that. So they can pant. They can cool themselves that, down that way. But that's really only rarely when they've really overexerted themselves or, or when they're nervous. It's a kind of self-soothing thing. That makes sense to me. Uh, I, too, will get in the shower. 
I don't have a cat's tongue, so I can't perform <laughs> the same way and get myself cool all over. But I do understand being like, what if I just stood in the shower yeah. and ran cold water all over me for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> oh. My internal temperature came down. Yeah, I was when I was still living in Los Angeles when we were having a heat wave and we had, uh, I don't know, it was like it would get up to like 103, 104 uh, at night still. Mm-hmm. It was still that hot at night. And I would just like wake up, go to the shower in my pajamas, turn on the shower, you know, just like get drenched, uh, even wearing my pajamas, squelch back to bed and just flop down. Uh, And that was the only way I could make it through the night without, I don't know, breaking down, sobbing, which actually the sobbing might help. Might help cool my face a little bit. Yes, you know, tears, water. I'm seeing the vision, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, getting getting your body drenched really helps you stay cool. And kangaroos know this, but they don't use uh, they don't use a shower. They do use spit. And so, like your cat, they will lick themselves to stay cool. But they do it in a very specific way. So kangaroos living in the outback must endure temperatures exceeding a hundred degrees Fahrenheit or thirty-eight degrees Celsius. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty hot out there. So to cool down, they lick and spit on their arms. Just go to town. You can see their arms are like soaked in saliva. And they enjoy the evaporative cooling that I've talked so much about on this podcast. Uh, It is such an effective way to cool down that it is no wonder that multiple animals have developed this technique So why their arms? Like, why are they focusing their licking on their arms? Uh, So their arms actually have less fur than a lot of their body. Their arms also are full of many, many blood vessels. One way to cool down is to cool down your blood. You'll see this in animals that have big ears, like the wild African hare has these huge ears and Uh, It's because you have their blood vessels spread out over a large surface area. And as air passes over, it cools down the blood. It goes back inside their body. And so it lowers their internal body temperature. With kangaroos, by licking their arms until they're soggy and covered in spit, the evaporative cooling uh, is cooling down the many blood vessels that run through their arms and thus is cooling down their entire body. I'm thinking of every time I gave Lions a Kong and she came back to me covered with in peanut butter up to her <laughs> elbows. And like you, all you had to do is eat a little bit of it. And yeah. you just put your whole self in it. Yeah. 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 It is. It gets messy. Uh, and it's kind of funny because they just like their paws are very like hand like they're not hands. They don't really they don't have true uh, opposable thumbs, but they kind of have a hand like look. And they just stick out their arms and just start going to town, licking, getting, you know, (laughs) just dripping with spit. It's gross, but it's effective. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do to stay cool. Listen, we can't judge. I have in the past to get cool driven around in a minivan with the air conditioning pumping because we didn't want to try to cool an entire space with just a window box fan. I have sat in front of a window box fan and just played games for hours <laughs> waiting for that heat. So who am I to judge you covering yourself in your own spit to cool down? God, you gotta do. <laughs> exactly. There are some restaurants that have misters in really hot areas. 
And so my technique is to like go to the restaurant and I don't want to eat there, but gosh, I'm so interested in their menu. I'm just going to stand here for a little while as the mister <laughs> spray me. Like, hmm, do I, I order a drink from right here under the spray? Yeah. How do we yeah, yeah. I really need to study this menu, sir, to make my decision about your fine restaurant. So please leave me. Leave me be. So a lot of animals, a lot of mammals will lick themselves to stay cool. And this includes rats who also like to lick a specific body part. Uh, but it is the males and they like to lick their scrotums. Oh, boy. So <laughs> the males promise they're just doing this to cool down. It is nothing weird, nothing perverse. Uh, <laughs> these little little rats just telling scientists like, yeah, it's to cool down. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> I, I, it. Not... <laughs> don't worry. Something untoward. This is just how we yeah. sweat, you know. Vaporative okay, cooling. Gonna... Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Turn away, Dr. Science. Don't worry about this. Um, so yeah, rats, uh, don't only lick their scrotums to stay cool. They will lick their whole bodies. They mostly focus on their feet, their tails, and the males like to focus on their scrotum. Uh, so if that sounds like they're just little weird little kinksters, it is actually because of a similar reason why kangaroos lick their arms. They're focusing on their body parts that have the least amount of fur because this is the most efficient when it comes to evaporative cooling. The cooling effect is the closest to their blood vessels. Uh, and so they may lick their scrotums um, and get some coolness down there. And look, little buddies, whatever you got to do to keep cool in this heat, you know? A hundred percent. Listen, you don't want to reach that point where you're like, I can hardly breathe. Right. I am so like just my lungs feel sticky that when I lived in a place that was humid, that was Ugh. always the issue is I would be like, try, like trying to get in a deep breath and you would just feel the heat inside of your body. Yeah. So while we don't recommend you try all of the ways these animals are staying cool, we definitely understand that you have to do what you have to do. It's harder to sweat. Uh, in humidity, so your body's natural evaporative cooling technique doesn't work in really high humidity. What? Yeah, so so it has to do with the fact that when you're in drier weather and you have a breeze and you have the heat, um, making water vapor is relatively straightforward. But in high humidity environments, uh, the the ambient air is already somewhat saturated with uh with water vapor and so the air has a certain capacity for water vapor so sweat doesn't really evaporate uh, there's not enough room for it in the surrounding air and so you may feel like you sweat more in human conditions but really you're just you're sweating the normal amount but it's not evaporating and so you're not really getting the benefits so you'll be hot and sticky and muggy and you're not getting that evaporative cooling technique, which is why hot and humid is one of the worst experiences for a human being. It's explaining a lot about Florida. I get it <laughs> now. Uh, every Florida man is partially forgiven because you had to deal with that. <laughs> it sounds terrible. 
Yeah, yeah. You you gotta you gotta factor in humidity when people commit crimes. It's like, yeah, but was it humid? Because I kind of get it then. <laughs> so just gotta commit crimes. Stay cool. <laughs> but yeah, so it is. It's re- like that horrible feeling you get when it's humid. Like it really reminds you how effective and how good our body's system of sweating is. Uh, because without the evaporative cooling of our sweat, it gets really miserable. But when we get back, we're actually going to talk about some animals who do have a technique to try to cool down. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Uh, even in somewhat humid conditions. Mm. And so, you know, just lay back, lick your arms, and keep it cool, and we will be right back. Joel, your favorite topic. Oh, no. It's birds. It's birds. It? It's birds. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay. All right. Tell me about sweaty birds. Sweaty birds. Well, Unlike the mammals we talked about, birds truly do not have sweat glands even on their feet. Uh, And their mouths and tongues uh, tend to be relatively dry, of course, depending on the species. And they really only typically produce saliva for swallowing purposes. So like preening their feathers, uh, licking themselves is not going to be a super effective way to cool down. Like mammals, they can't sweat. So how do these poor little birdies stay cool? Well, they have to get really creative. I mean, really, really, really creative, just like storks Uh and vultures 
who have a very Uh-oh. crappy way of cooling oh, down, no. if you know what I mean. A real air crap Crap's really hitting the fan, <laughs> so to speak. It's poop. It's poop, Joelle. Oh, no, Katie. What are you doing to me? <laughs> well, storks and vultures poop on their legs to stay cool. Ta-da! We have found the one time I would prefer to be hot. <laughs> so this process is called urohydrosis, and it's a method done by some species of birds to cool themselves down in the heat. So bird poop is usually more of a liquid. So birds got one hole that does it all, the cloaca. Uh, so they do not have separate holes for separate functions like oh, most no, mammals like do. This. Yeah, and so when they poop, it's often mixed with urine and it can be quite runny. That's why bird poop is typically pretty runny. And therefore, it is wet. And what have we learned about wetness? Evaporative cooling. (laughs) So Absolutely. (laughs) So wetness can evaporate. Bing, bing, boom. Now you've got an evaporative cooler on your legs made out of poop. I don't see what the problem is. It all comes out of one hole to start. That's problem number one. Problem number two, now you're covered in poop. Now, I know some of it evaporates, but I'm doubting that every last bit of it. That is, you are correct in that assumption. Um, Sometimes you will see storks and vultures with these adorable white stockings on their legs. uh, And those stockings are actually poop. Uh, in fact, the poop so thoroughly covers marabou stork legs that it is easy to mistake them for having white legs and black feet when, in fact, they have black legs um, and all that white stuff is poopies. I'm struggling to see the good side of birds right now because <laughs> as scary as they were before, now they're unhygienic and disgusting. Well, in terms of hygiene, at least for New World vultures who do this poop on their legs trick, their poop is very hygienic. So vultures, mm. despite having a reputation for being gross because they eat carry-on rotting food and so you'd think they'd be real nasty, they're actually very fastidious and their gut contains very strong antimicrobial, antibacterial properties so they don't get sick when they eat rotting, festering carrion. And so... It's speculated and being researched that their poop may also have antiseptic properties. And so when they poop on their legs, it may actually be killing harmful bacteria on their legs. And so not only are they cooling themselves down, but they are cleaning their legs. If you can call poop covered legs clean. This is... I have never heard of a poop that sanitizes before. Uh, my mind is a little bit blown. I thought poop could only make things much dirtier and much <laughs> disgusting. Because typically we're expelling things like bacteria and microbes out of our system that we don't want to keep in there. And so it's coming right. out in our poop. And so that poop is very unhygienic. You know, you don't want to touch it. You don't want to, you know, get it around because... Mm. And mm. probably the reason we find it so disgusting is that it's an evolutionary trait to keep us from playing with poop and getting it all around and getting it in our bodies because that can make us sick. 
Right. It's also a method of transmission of things like parasites. So yeah, our poop is disgusting. Don't touch it. Uh, whereas a uh, vulture poop, potentially not as disgusting, more antiseptic. Now, I wouldn't trade in your bottle of hand sanitizer for a turkey vulture quite yet, um, but it is a topic of research. There are studies, I think really recent, I think in 2022, I don't know if they've actually come out with the results yet, but they are investigating the antimicrobial properties of turkey vulture poop. So that is exciting. What was I just reading? Turkey vulture uh. poop monthly. <laughs> oh my God, hopefully not. Oh, no, I lost it. I'm sorry. But I will say it's impressive the way the animal kingdom has adapted and I'm sure will unfortunately have to continue to adapt to keep themselves cool. I'm glad that we don't have to do it <laughs> that way. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the refrigerated water inside of my house <laughs> method of cooling down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not all birds uh, cool this way. In fact, it really is. It does seem to only be uh, storks and New World vultures. Uh, other birds uh, who don't crap all over themselves. Um, We'll actually do things like gullar fluttering, where they flutter the gullar sac. That's like the throat sac. Uh, oh. And so this causes air to run over the inside of their throats and mouths, evaporating moisture from their mucous membranes. So they essentially pant like a dog, just using slightly different muscle action. It looks like a boa, and if I was ever going to do drag, this is I would be like, I this is how I cool myself down, and I would get like a nice big boa, and I would make it flutter, and it would be very fun. Uh, the, you'd be called Miss Gullersack, which you know is uh, I don't know. It's a good, I I like it. I think it's a good name. I love it, Miss Gullersack. Let's go. So so why then if a lot of birds use this guller fluttering, uh, which does make them sound very Southern Belle, doesn't? Guller fluttering. Um, like they have some kind of like, uh, you know, 1800s weird diagnostic we gave to women where it's like wandering womb and guller fluttering. But yeah, so why do some birds do guller fluttering? Whereas the storks and New World vultures seem to do this poop on the leg tricks. Uh, so... Researchers are trying to figure out why these birds evolved this strategy. Uh, some of their observations about like the where these birds tend to be and what characteristics they share for the poop on the legs cooling air conditioner is that they tend <laughs> to live in hot, humid, and not super windy environments. And okay, so, yeah, so it's like it is harder for us to cool off with evaporative cooling in a somewhat human environment. So like having a bunch, like sort of drenching your legs in this, uh, over a wider surface area, you're maybe gonna have a little bit more success with some evaporative cooling. It's like when you're in a really hot environments and maybe there's a little bit of humidity tool and your sweat's not doing enough, you really just wanna dunk some water over your head, like take a water bottle dunk it on yourself it's like the best feeling i want to get one of those giant gatorade containers yes that they have on the oh yeah and just i want to shower myself it's like <laughs> when it's hot out that's like the only time i want to be a coach because it's like oh yes if i win the championship team follow me around and I just feel so like, good right now go. <laughs> <laughs> so 
that poop conditioner also only works if you have access to water while not living in it. So like if you live in water, you don't really need to poop on yourself to stay cool because you're in water. Uh, But if you're not living in water, however, you do have access to a lot of water, you can spare that moisture that you're pooping out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's sort of like if you have a bottle of water and you have access to a lot of water, you're not worried about it, you can dunk that on your head. But if you don't have a lot of access to water, you're not going to waste it on cooling yourself down because you know you'll be thirsty. Um, It's like that, but in evolutionary terms. So... Uh, Nature's ability to adapt to any situation uh, is kind of humbling. Yeah. I would never think to do half of these things. So just Again, I'm with you. Find me a bed. Submerge <laughs> me in the water. Uh, let me become amphibious. This is the only way I would have <laughs> anything to say cool. It's <laughs> the ingenuity of like, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of years of just like, mm-hmm. did this animal die of heat stroke or did it somehow manage to pass on its genes? And that that's it. And it creates such incredible complexity of like birds pooping on their legs to stay cool. It is incredible. Another aspect to these birds is they have relatively long legs. Of course, storks, obviously, very long legs, runway ready legs to a lesser extent, new world vultures. They do still have quite long legs. And they live in these similar hot, slightly human environmental conditions with access to water, but they're not semi-aquatic. So this seems to be the recipe for these birds to poop on their legs. And it's really interesting. Listen, I'm glad I don't live in a human space, (laughs) so I don't have to witness it. But I'm glad the birds have figured out a system that works for them. Uh, I don't want to shame anyone again for how they stay cool, so... I'm just going to say good on you, Bird. <laughs> Do what you must to stay cool. <laughs> so I hope this uh, helped cool you down. Everyone listening, you know, I'm not telling you to like lick your forearms or poop mm-hmm. on your legs, especially the latter. Definitely not. Um, Definitely don't do that last part. Yeah, don't do that last part. Licking your arms. I mean, if they're clean. You know, sure. look, who am I? I don't to... think it's going to be very successful, but you could try it. We have we have sweat that that is we are already equipped with a really good cooling system. But, you know, if, if you if you want to tr- see what it's like to be a kangaroo, you know, go for it. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, we've got to play a little game called Guess Who's Squawkin'? Uh, yeah. I need like some theme music like da 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 We can get you some from the music life. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, hang on. Future me. Put game show music in right now. <laughs> Welcome to Guess Who's Squawkin', the mystery animal sound game. You could win a brand new caribou. <sighs> So, oh, I love caribou. Yeah, I do love caribou too. Uh, so, last week's mystery animal sound, uh, the hint, you can tell this was from a, uh, I think it was actually the week before last week because I had to take a little break last week. Um, but the hint was, I know Father's Day was last week. At this point, it's like last, last week. Or last, last, last week. Um, okay, hint <laughs> continues. But it's still not too late to celebrate the amazing dad who makes this sound. The hell? <laughs> what is that? Okay, it's 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 deep. 
It's a. It sounds frog-like in nature, but you're saying it's definitely a bird. Uh, I didn't say it's definitely a bird. Um, it, is it is any is animal. <laughs> it could be a bird. I never thought of a bird being able to go that deep. Uh, but I know they have a wide range. Uh, I'm going to guess some kind of jungle bird. I'm going to say South American. Mm. I'm going to say a swallow. Mm. That's very interesting. You were right on the South American part, but not so right on the swallow. So this is the rhea. It is a large flightless bird that is distantly related to the ostrich and emu and lives in South oh. America. They are smaller than the ostrich, kind of like a fun-sized ostrich. So male rheas make this booming call to attract females to mate. It's a very low frequency. In fact, some of you out there may not be able to hear it at all, depending on uh, the range of your hearing. Uh, it is such a low, oh. low frequency. They will mate with several different females and they are great dads. So the females oh. will lay the eggs in a male's nest, a scraped out area of dirt. And then the females are like, I'm out of here. See ya. Good luck. <laughs> because what a dream. I know their job is over and the males are the ones who incubate and later protect the hatchlings. Wow. Wow. Uh, how do we aspire? Can we switch <laughs> places? I too, like, listen, they're like, listen, we'll take many a lover, uh, but we'll raise all the kids and women can go rest or do you have to carry the baby. So after that, you know, chill for a bit. I really, I appreciate this lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Modern world. We should all be adapting to what this bird <laughs> is doing. They know what's up. Uh, let's inject Rhea DNA into our human DNA. I'm sure that'll end well. Uh, yeah, it might be worth a gamble. <laughs> so, on to this week's mystery animal sound. The hint, this monster can devour entire hills. But he's still just a baby. Oh. Uh, I'm going to guess it's a real housewife of New Jersey. <laughs> uh, they were very dissatisfied. They're like, ew. <laughs> it does sound, there's a little bit of that, of that, like, ew. <laughs> Devour a hill. Yeah, I'm going to say Sean with a real housewife. All right. Yeah. No, that's a fair guess. Well, if you out there think you know who's squawking, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at creaturefeetpod. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. Joel, thank you so much for keeping it cool with me, learning about how animals stay cool, and tolerating our discussions of birds crapping on themselves. Where can people find you? Hi guys, thank you so much for having me back, Katie. This was wonderful. Uh, I always learn something new when I'm here, and that's a gift. Uh, you guys can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J O E L L E M O N I Q U E. I also have a new podcast. It's called Comic Con Metapod. 
where every week we do a deep dive into a convention. So we had a great episode where we talked to the creators and writers and voices behind the Avatar The Last Airbender series. Last week we did a deep dive into a bunch of different Marvel characters and coming up uh, next week we're going to do a dive into Thor Love and Thunder with one of the original artists and my friend Rosie Knight talking about all things Thor. So uh, if you guys are into Marvel, DC, video games, movies, whatever, come hang out with us. It's like going to a con without having to risk any of the con crud. You can just do it <laughs> from the safety of your own home, which is why it's my favorite. Speaking of sweat, Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it. I love you guys, but deodorant is a gift. Um, but that oh. sounds incredible. That sounds really fun. Uh, please do ask those people at Marvel why they have Spider-Man, but no Storkman, who his, his power is pooping on his legs. I'm going to pitch it to Kevin Feige right now. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming on. A treasure always. And thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show and you want to leave a rating or review, I certainly do appreciate it. I I truly do read all the reviews and they make me so happy. So thank you so much for writing those. And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? I don't know, a stork butt. I don't care where you listen to them. (laughs) Just listen to them. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.